And now, Subway, delivered by Uber, presents the Stiff One Draft 2022. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are WeWork Stiff. And this particular episode, for anyone who has never listened to our previous episodes of our other drafts, this is what we do once a year when the G1's coming up. We draft teams. My name is the Ravishing Red Rude, and I am joined by the Tokemore Pimp himself, Dr. Dave Pruden. All right. And right over yonder is the Chocolate Moose himself, Josh Crichton. Hello. The Super Subway. <laughs> yes it is it is christmas in the wrestling world of japan and we are three little boys waiting on christmas eve for where's this going to, go to come down our chimney and <laughs> the draft that is going to be inevitably another win for me has anyone ever won the super juniors and the g1 or have we ever done the super juniors draft I think we, no, we haven't. We so did. no one's actually won no one's ever done the double, no, no, the, double. the chances oh, there i'm gonna call it the stiff slam the stiff grand the grand stiff the grand stiff, the grand stiff. stiff slam well you've got world tag league as well so don't go off too early and they've had stiff go off too early yeah yes for people that don't know this is our banner thing it's like the thing that we sort of started it's the thing that sort of separates us from basically every other podcast that because no one does this style of um, G1 coverage. Are you saying um, that we invented something, Josh? I believe we may have. I mean, nothing is, I mean, I don't want to get into philosophy and there's no such thing as invention, but I do think to some extent we've stumbled upon, upon a, an approach to this that I think fits our sensibilities, allows us to like discuss this in a way that's different and yeah, I think it was by necessity, like people were doing all those pick them things, which, you know, other podcasts, you know, big podcasts are doing, which is great. Uh, but we're just like, well, we don't do tipping comps, we do fantasy comps. And so it made sense to try it. And that's what we've, we did all a few years back. And we, when we returned this year to podcasting about New Japan Pro Wrestling, we did so using a draft format for the, uh, for the best of Super Juniors. And I thought that was a lot of fun. It was a great way to sort of jump back into it. And now we're jumping into the biggest. It's like it's like New Japan heard about Will coming back and said, "Doing a you're doing a draft." Well, surely you want a couple of extra picks, yeah. Yeah, you want to make it as big as possible. Um, and so, yeah, that's essentially what we're doing here with with this format. Uh, and I, yeah, I think it's it's a for people that are new. As Red said, we draft teams. There's three of us. Uh, there's 28 competitors so we have we'll draft 27 wrestlers in nine rounds of one injured reserve it's a pretty simple formula over the course of the g1 we have our own teams that are made up of nine wrestlers and as the individual wrestlers earn points for wins and draws we tally up those points that align with our team so whoever has the most points at the end of the the the, uh, g1 wins the uh, stiff one that's how it works if it's a tie then it goes into the the finals now this year we have semi-finals legit shoot semi-finals uh, not just block finals so there could be a potential where we have tiebreakers galore so we'll be looking into that as well as we go forward um, it's a bit bigger a bit broader but it just allows people that are new to new japan it's particularly new to the g1 and that are listening you know you might be able to say i like 
Brad's team or I like Dave's team or I, you know, you know, maybe you like my team. And you say, I'm going to follow those guys along. And you don't have to watch every match. You can just watch the matches that involve those boys. And it just allows us to cover the entire thing without committing to watching every single match because wrestling fatigue is real. Yeah. Wrestling fatigue is real. You literally stole the words out of my mouth. Uh, who's, who am I kidding? I'll be watching, but nonetheless, it does allow for uh, us to sort of have that capacity to be able to follow it a little bit more uh, uh, leisurely uh, as, uh, as what it should be, as opposed to some sort of job, which a lot of podcasts end up making it sound like, it's like, <laughs> Oh, here we go. Um, as someone goes through their, you know, seventh straight uh, Farley match. Uh, but I do think, um, yeah, it's a great format. I'm excited by it. I have promoted it this week on Twitter, uh, where you can find us uh, regularly talking about this. And you'll, for sure, during the G1 coverage, you'll find us at WeWorkStiff on Twitter, at WeWorkStiff. Uh, there'll be a lot of stuff being said uh, via that account. We'll be posting a bunch of stuff, score updates, heaps of stuff as we go through the G1. I'm really hopeful that we'll continue to grow um, the Twitter following. We, we, we're growing like gangbusters now once we get over a thousand we just started to just we're just going up i don't know what's happening well we 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 love our stiffs keep following us we gotta find we gotta we have to find a name for them right like we have to find a whole thing we've got to improve the the language and branding around our ourselves well i did say to miss doom uh, the other day the stiff boys lover yeah so okay. it comes off, that comes off for yeah off right yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean we just as you said we're just three stiff boys Loving, loving the G1. It's Christmas, as you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like all good fantasy um, games, there is a randomizer app which determines the who gets first pick each round. And I just happen to have my finger on the button, as per usual, somewhat controversially, perhaps. Well, like, there's a trend and for people that, that are new as red said there's a trend and uh if you're, you're putting down money right now put down money for dave getting no. the majority of the first picks in each round <laughs> yeah. no. uh, it's on his screen i reckon here's the thing though even if we change it to josh or i doing it i reckon dave would still wouldn't no, it's change. just the way it works the way it works it's like one of those guys that always wins a meat raffle just happens you know that's me yeah i was about to say i won my first meat raffle ever oh Good hey, job. Speaking of stiff boys, get the meat out. It was at the gym of all places. Oh, beef. Meat raffle at beef. the gym. Shit. Yeah. Beef. That's why I go. The only reason why I go to the gym, not to get them gains and lose weight, but to get a meat raffle. To get to get beef. Get beef. Yeah. I wouldn't try, I wouldn't eat that. Just as just just so you know. I, just, I wouldn't be trusting gym certified beef. Be avoiding it comes from a butcher. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it does. It's been sitting in the fucking, the yeah. fucking common room for about three weeks while they're waiting to draw a winner. It's the meat raffle from the pub the week before. <laughs> yeah, some bloke at the gym won it. It was like, I don't fucking want this. I said, I get some fucking make some cash. That's some late stage capitalism right there. Wonderful. Some some good chat in between the G one. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get your meat on, Red. I know. Oh, we got we got a block to talk about, so there'll be some there'll be some fucking meat raffles going on here. <laughs> All right, okay, baby. All right, Dave, get your initial inevitable first round draft pick, please. All right, are you ready for randomizer two thousand? <clears throat> well, yeah. yeah All Dave right. And the first pick. <laughs> <laughs>
can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> let, me, hang on, let me guess. Let me guess. Just let, me, let me guess. Can I just guess? I guess before you say it. I'm third. Josh is second, and you're first. How'd you guess, Rich? How did I guess that? <laughs> uh look do you want to do you want a screenshot do you want me to flip my screen around the group no we i tr- we know we trust you yeah, we believe you it's an honesty and trust system <laughs> yeah i've got the first pick josh has got the second and red you have pick number three but you might end up with a double pick there red so that's that's no valid. it's not snake this is not snake <laughs> all right uh well with the first pick of the 2000 well wow. i this I just so we all know, it's going to be the least shocking pick in the history yeah, yeah. of picks. I mean, yeah, 2022 stiff one climax. Uh, I'll be picking Jay White. Thank you very much. So, yeah, Jay will be number one. Jay White goes number one in a stunning. Shocking. To be fair, if I was picking first, I'd probably pick him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually, I wouldn't have picked Jay White first. We know this, Red. Yeah, we know. We know that. Um, simply because I just think he's the most intriguing wrestler at the moment. Beyond that, I think he'll have great matches in the G1. Uh, will he win? I don't know, but he's the champ, so that'll make it super interesting. How do you think they'll book him as champ? Do you think? Because, I mean, this year we've got the, the semifinals now, so you could conceivably win the block as a as a champ because you've got to go into a semifinal against another block winner as opposed to straight to the final. So it does change that a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good thing. I think that'll be fun. It gives, like, an underdog a chance to get through if they win the block or... Whatever. Oh, I don't fully understand how the semi-final works, but well, it's basically <laughs> A block versus B block, C block versus D block. Oh, know? okay. Yeah, so yeah. in the past, it used to be block A, block B. Winners take face off in the final, but because it's four okay. blocks, now it's winner of each block wrestle each other in a semi. Yeah. The winner of that then goes to the final. So it just it just opens it up a bit more. In the past, you'd very rarely see the 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 world champion make it to the G one final. But the yeah. world champion can make it to a G1 semi-final. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I think that, that if that's the case, then, I mean, that definitely sets up a Jay White versus Okada in that semi. Yeah. But not to mention, too, like if Jay gets pinned in B block, like B block's the one you want to be in. You want to be in there with the champion because if he mm-hmm. gets pinned, uh, usually doesn't that mean there's a chance for them to take on... Basically, a- yeah. Unless it's Yano. Yeah, doing but it. I mean, like, imagine that. Tai Chi or Great Khan could pin him, so... Or Owens. <laughs> uh, Sir Owens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, look, I've, I just think that... I don't even really care if he wins his block or doesn't win it's his It's what block. he does. It's what he does. And mm. I think the story of him, Champ, in the G1 is a fresh story for the G1. For him. So I'm intrigued by that and to see if he does get pinned, who does. And so uh, he's got Tama, Ishii, Taichi, Great Khan, Owens and Sonata. I mean, Sonata is the biggest threat for a loss there, I would say. I think Tonga is too. Yeah, he could potentially lose to Tonga as well for a signature win. And Ishii. He struggles with Ishii. Yeah. But, I, but that might, yeah, I feel like that story may come to an end. Yeah, a bit of a red herring there. Yeah, as champ. And 
not to mention too, Jay's must watch. Doesn't matter if like, you know, you whatever, like if Jay's on your team or whatever, you're still going to watch a Jay White match because the progression of his story through the G1 is probably going to be the most interesting just because of what he's doing right now. Yeah, and he'll tell stories with all those guys. So Yeah, and there's some really interesting matchups. We'll get to them as we find the guys, but some really interesting matchups with with younger guys that, or guys that he hasn't really had a, a, a you know a program with, uh, particularly Brad O'Connor. I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting. Uh, I have a couple of thoughts. Whether I go the big name or I go for a bit of a run. So there was no plan B. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was hopeful of getting. So I mean. I was more like it's more like I could pick him, but I'm like, what do you? Yeah, what do you want your team? What am I interested in watching? What I'm interested in watching, and I am interested. To be fair, I am. I'm I'm, going to do it because I think it's. I I think he's well. He's my pick to win the G1. So, uh, I'm going to pick. uh, Tetsuya Naito. Fuck her. Dickhead. Well, I mean, I mean, you've been telling us for weeks that that's not who you wanted, Rick. So, yeah, mind games, Dave. <laughs> mind yeah. games. I well, Rick, don't worry. It's other blocks. You can pick guys that are going to have a great run. That's the benefit of having four blocks. So, Naito is an interesting character. I, I really enjoyed Naito's uh, New Japan Cup, and I've enjoyed what Naito has done in the Clap Crowd era. Now, I'm not sure exactly if we're going to see. Uh, the end of clap crowds. I'm not anticipating that. I've just, I've just accepted that's the world that we live in. But what he had, he was the first wrestler I found during this whole pandemic that, that unlocked and figured out how to make uh, clap crowds work. And it was introducing the roll-up. The man has in like, during the, that uh, entire tournament, he never hit the Destino until back towards the end. He was winning his matches with roll-ups. And what that was really great was they're conditioning the audience to just not to be able to, to tell when the finish was coming. And he, he created these really incredible near falls because he was winning matches with them. Which I think is valuable because I always found that was an element of Naito matches that were super predictable, like when he was going to win because the sequence of moves leading to the Destino and then when he hit final clean Destino, there was a I mean, over. that's kind of New Japan main event formula. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, that is kind of the thing, you know, brought down from basically Okada's model and then everyone sort of adopted some version of that. But what, what he did was he sort of created this entirely new thing. And so I'm interested to see coming into this G1 as I, I really feel like he was held back out of Forbidden Door, out of an abundance of caution. I think fundamentally i think they didn't want to risk him going over he's just had eye surgery uh and i feel like it's his opportunity that the, the story has been him and okada you know throughout the beginning of this year and naito sort of is already starting with this whole gimmick around they didn't send him to forbidden door because he's not a you know he's not a great uh like a ambassador for new japan he mustn't be the right guy to, like he's doing the whole kayfabe discussion about the company doesn't like me well, he's also playing the playing the ungovernable one too. Yeah. yeah, and that's and if he returns to that level of just shit Hillary, like he had a match against DKC recently, where the DKC does all these like um, karate stuff, and just seeing Naito just 
making fun of him by doing this stuff. I was like, he's returning back to old Naito. The old Naito is returning of just having just, just completely ungovernable and he doesn't give a shit. Um, and I think that that could be really fascinating. Also, I just think C block is going to be packed full of really intriguing matchups yeah. for new Japan fans in particular. So not necessarily, you know, your casual fans, the people that are jumping into the G1 for the exciting matchups, but for people that have been following, particularly the rise of certain guys in this block across the, uh, the pandemic. And then the guys that are the mainstays, I think this should be some really fascinating um, matches in this one. So I'm excited to follow him and see if he brings, uh, brings the roll-ups out, the fruit roll-up. I'm excited. It's a great pick. I need to apologize, Josh. My emotions legitimately got the best of me. It's a, it's a good pick. Um, you deserve Naito. I don't deserve I, anything. I mean, it's just like a good draw. man. And uh, I'm just happy he's gone to a, a good team. Well, he's my only pick as well. That injury isn't without irony either. The guy with the eye as his logo and thing that he does ends up with a fucking eye injury. The other, I mean, it's a risky pick because the man did his blew out his knee last G1. So, like, um, it's sort of inbuilt for a comeback story to some extent. So I'm hopeful of that. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think he could, I think he's either going to be booked to win or he's going to be, uh, he'll be booked strong regardless. I think you have to book him strong. Um, but I'm just interested to see if he can bring that style of the, those styles of flash pins and see how he, how he tells that story throughout the, um, the G1. Cause I really enjoyed his, his new Japan cup. I thought he was the best thing about that new Japan cup other than, um, Zach. I was just going to say that'll be where you see the value of like Kevin Kelly and um, Chris Charlton is like talking about that and yeah. incorporating it all together and telling the story for those who perhaps didn't witness last year's G1 or uh, sorry, what did you say? New Japan Cup. And, and it's sort of like yeah. a, 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 a welcome home sort of thing with, you know, the G1 as always, because not watching it much during the pandemic. Tetsuya Naito has always been one of those guys who have always had some of the most pivotal matches or like the most iconic matches. Like you could think with him and Akata, um, you know, and even Kenny Omega mm -hmm. back in the day and all that kind of stuff. Tetsuya Naito has always been one of those guys, particularly for me, who have always shone. And whether he's won it or not and all that kind of stuff, and he has won it, uh, it's just been that whole thing of Tetsuya Naito. It just makes me feel good that I'm going to be watching Naito again in the G1. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes me feel right in the world. Yeah, all is right in the world that Naito is is here. Yeah, all mm. the big boys are here. All right, Redley. Pick three. Are you ready to go, mate? Have you got your got your man look, sorted? Look, this is because you got... Are you, are you swerving? Are you swerving us? Uh, you guys know me. Just when you think you know the answer, I change the question. <laughs> Um. Uh, look, you've Dave, you've gone B block. Josh, you've gone C block, and it's it's now between A and D. Uh, and like I'm just looking at who's in A and who's in D, and I'm just going because I'm coming back into the G1. I'm looking at who's in both those blocks and going, what sort of matches? Who do I want to see the most? Dude, you got a super boy up there still, Red. I oh, know. I know, I know I've got a super If you don't pick him, don't like it. <laughs> He'll be going quick. <laughs> and that's and that's that's literally why my first pick is going to be Shingo. Yeah, love well it, man. I like that pick for you. There he goes. Shingo is probably 
one of my absolute favorite nuggets. He's a powerhouse of pleasure. He is, that's why it's awesome that he's in the D block. But the thing that came down to me was I was going to pick uh, Okada. Um, and, you know, I'm going through A block and going, look, there's Tommy Lawler, Filthy, there's Jeff Cobb, uh, you know, but the problem for me is there's also Bad Luck Fale. And, and it's just that's one match you have to watch. And, You're like, no. Nah. And, and, and I love. So you're, gonna, you're picking the one with the block that's got Ujiro in it to be like, yes. yes. No, but even still, like, it's just that, that, that uh, you know, Will Ospreay, uh, ELP, Juice, yes. David, and, you know. Yoshihashi. Yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, there's a couple of guys in this thing like, shit, I'll just, I'll just name all the guys right now that I'm keen to see. No, I don't. I don't. Hold your, your fucking powder. Yeah. Keep your powder dry, Red. Yeah, but look, no, I've, I've gone Shingo because, um, yeah. you know, like, like he says, it might be made in Japan, but he is made in my dreams. And it's just, <laughs> as always, your dreams. it's, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, look, it's exactly the same as a Super Juniors. I'm picking a guy uh, like Yo, who has very little personality and is an, is, is an apathetic dragon. And, uh, dragon. Hello. Yeah, I think he's the opposite of that. The exact opposite of that. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick, man. I think uh, he was the other guy I was tossing up between those two. I was like, okay, which of the LIJ guys do I want to see? Because I, I think this is a huge tournament for, for Shingo, obviously coming back from uh, the elevation he's had throughout the pandemic. And I was really conscious of, you know, like when you're, I was watching, you know, Forbidden Door and everyone's coming out and getting these massive pops and Jingo got a, a fair size reaction, but not to the extent of the star that he is. And it's just because a lot of people haven't watched during the pandemic where he's been really elevated. So I think this G1 is his real opportunity as people are, the interest is there. It's, it's much more, you know, we're not back to 2018 or anything yet, but there's certainly an elevated interest. And it's his really good chance for him to show out and, and really demonstrate why he is uh, he's a, one of the top top tippy top uh, guys. And I could conceivably, and I would I would be I would put money down for it. Uh, a a G one semi final of Naito versus Shingo would be that would have something that would be very interesting. Look, there's so look we'll we'll get to it as we go because like there's so many storylines and things that that's a lot of them. That's what I mean. Like that's that's the thing why. Coming back to this G1, it's so freaking exciting. Like, I think, like, you know how I try and lower my expectations? Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's I mean? a G1. Like, no, you're allowed to be nah, excited yeah. for a G1. All the expectations for the G1. Yeah. Because we all know tournaments are the reason why I'm into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many. Okay, round two. All right. So pick one in round two is Red, pick two is Josh, and pick three is Dave. Oh, we, oh. we snaked it. Oh, we did snake it. Oh, yes. That's why I said let's not do snake because I knew it would happen. Okay, um, Red. Okada. Okada, straight in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, there's no thinking rhyme or reason behind that one other than the fact that that it's Okada. Yeah. It's Okada. Why not take the best wrestler in the entire world, the best wrestler ever in the history of wrestling, the best there was, the best there is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right we get now. letters. Uh, happy birthday, Bret Hart. 
Um, it's just that, yeah, no, it's that's a no-brainer. I mean, oh, fuck, I just saw another guy I wanted to get. Anyway, no, no, that's, a good, um, that's a good pick. Uh, Red, think about it. If you think about it, if you're p- drafting this strategy, I actually think dr- picking three and four is the best opportunity because you get to pick two block leaders. When, yeah, yeah, I know. But the thing is, though, is like, that I've only got the one. Look, I went, okay. I went Okada because he would have been the guy I would have picked other than Shingo. Yeah, simple as that. Think about it. I've got, I've got other guys that I would, I was going to pick later in the rounds. It was, but, but between me, it was, I was torn between Shingo and Okada, so I, I had to go Okada for that simple matter. And come on, the guy puts on banger after banger. Even when the dude came out with balloons, his matches were still good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you'd have to, you literally don't have to justify picking Okada. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's no brainer. There's a massive story coming into it. Obviously, he's coming in. I mean, it's, it's, it's a chance which is very rare. You don't see it as, as often. Is it Okada's? Doubtless. Yeah, well, he's a defending champ. So you're in a position where it's like he's coming in again. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. But I think he's certainly a, a, a big favorite. I'm interested. I am interested to see how it will go in that in that block because uh, it's such a different block. It's a, all these big boys, so they've sort of put him in there yeah. for the horses. Yeah, they re- it is a really big boy thing. Like, yeah, I mean, and you can't say, you know, he'll get a good match out of Farley. We know that. But it's matches like Lawler. You know, I haven't seen much of Filthy Tom Lawler outside of MLW, you know, and, mm. uh, and, and you know, Yano is good. But, like, Jeff Cobb and Jonah. <laughs> yeah, Jonah. Jonah alone, you know what I mean? Like, yes, fuck yeah, sign me up. I want to see Okada and Jonah so bad. Yeah, well, you're going to get to, so that's good. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad, Uh, but yeah, it'll it's it's Okada. I'll be interested to see if he if he does if they give him the Hiromu push back to back. Just keep just keep winning. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. It's very possible. Okay, okay, this is. This is fun time stuff now. This is interesting. Now now I'm like, I've got a guy that I think is going to get a lot of points. Do I go and pick someone who I just, do I reach is the thinking here now. That's the thinking. Do I reach and do. get someone? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Thinking about <laughs> it. Um, Never reach if it's the guy you want. I'm going to stay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was close. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm gonna stay safe. Nah, uh, no, fuck it. Go. F- I'm gonna say fuck it. I'll pick Jonah. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Ready for the war? Said I'm ready for the war. Send them to the morgue if they step on them more. Ready for the war? Said I'm ready for the war. Disrespect the poor, then I send them to the moon. Yeah. Oh, Homer. Well, this is a this is a pick on about three levels. One, I'm in a couple of discords where I'm having arguments with people about how good Jonah's going to be in this G1, and I want yeah. to be proven right. I want to run around for Big W. Yeah. Um, two, I'm emotionally invested in an Australian competing in the G1. I think that's a massive thing. Um, I think for Jonah, it's going to be a big thing, mm. and. I also created it. I also noticed that Jonah's resting on the final night of the block. So I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, spoiling someone's party. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's going to be yeah. there somewhere. It's Farley. So he's not spoiling Farley's party. It goes no, the other way, point, though. A point uh, perspective. Yeah. Or a, or a win over a tiebreaker. Yeah. 
Uh, so him being there is 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 not by accident, I don't think. And I also just think there's another there's other guys that are going to probably point better than him. But I just want to be able to follow a, a guy in his first tour of New Japan proper in Japan, who's Australian, who I've got a again similar to my best of Super Juniors strategy, where it's like I've got a couple of guys I just want to follow. And I just I've I've been watching during the pandemic, and there's you know there's guys I've seen like. There are guys there that I would pick and the safe pick I would have picked. I'm like, yeah, but I, I really have already watched a lot of him. And I, I reckon it's a good opportunity for other guys to, for you boys to pick those type of guys that get to see where they are now. Um, for me, um, a guy like Jonah is someone I'm, yeah, I'm just interested in. He hasn't impressed a lot in strong. I've noticed, you know, he hasn't sort of stood out a bunch and he hasn't had, didn't have the greatest impact run, but I just feel like he's going to be one of those guys that every G1 has them where people shit on them and think they're not going to have a great run or they think, oh, what are they going to do? All these ex-WWE guys, blah, blah, blah. And they they impress. And I feel like Jonah's, I just feel like he might be one of those guys that's going to really uh, turn some heads. And I think it's kind of, in, you know, he's the leader of the you know, TMDK faction. They've sort of promoted him as that. And I think they're going to put a concerted effort behind that, that faction as we move forward, uh, as the sort of borders open up. So I'm just interested to see how he goes. Um, and I just think some of the big boy matchups, man. You know, you know. Yeah, Jonah in Hoss, Jonah in Hoss matches like that one against Walter that we saw live. He's yeah, as a as a Hoss guy, he's just a good yeah. Hoss big guy. Dude. I mean, we saw him yeah. against Suzuki that time. It's like yeah. just beat and him versus Cobb is gonna like it's just gonna yeah. clear, just fucking clear out, just clear out. But he's also really agile for such a big guy. You know mm. what I mean? Like I hate drawing comparisons, but when I watch him, he actually reminds me of Vader a lot. That's a big one. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not putting him on that pedestal. I'm just saying that he does. He brings in a he... bit of Bam Bam big. Yeah, that's there. what I mean. But he reminds me of like those those Vader like Bam Bam. He'll get over big in Japan. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, like I love Jonah. Absolutely adore the guy. Not just because I'm a Homer. Yeah, I, I'm unabashedly a Homer. Let's go, Jonah. Let's go, Jonah. Yeah, that'll be a fun. He'll be a fun watch. That's that's the the, the driving sort of decision. Dave, would you like to have your only third pick of the entire draft? Sure, sure. Why not? I'm ready, getting ready for the double pick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, so I'm going with the guy that I've just simply from the perspective of he's the second most interesting guy to me at the moment. And uh, yeah, for the character change and what what through G1 means, I'm going with Juice. Oh, he's got Jordan and Pippen. That's a good nice. pick. Nice. It, uh, I don't want to jump straight into why you picked him, Dave, but once again, another guy that I haven't seen for a long time that has had this huge character change. Remember, he was about to retire, then he comes back as rock hard. Mm. So, you know, and I've, I've had Juice. I drafted Juice in the G1 a number of times. Yeah. So I am beyond excited to come back home to the G1. And Juice is another guy that I had, you know, penciled in. I'm going to probably watch every single one of his matches because the guy's not only fucking hilarious, but he's a great worker too. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. I'm interested. It all for me, Red. Yeah. It really sounded like you were lined up to pick him, but the, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I, I mean the push, the push must, I feel like the push is on with juice. I feel like there's, there's concerted effort there to position him, even when he was hurt to keep positioning him in story. Um, they, they obviously have, you know, 
there's sort of high hope for him. And I, I hope the best for him because I feel like for so many years, Juice has always been the guy that is when another foreigner comes in, they take Juice's spot, basically, whatever yeah. Juice is penciled in to be doing. Um, you know, whether it's a, a Cody, initially it was Cody, and then it was sort of Moxley sort of getting that position and sort of Juice being the bridesmaid. And I think that there's an inbuilt story there where, you know, he's always the number two and he's finally been given a, an opportunity to be the guy when he's ultimately still a number two in the the way the story's telling. I think long-term is a really fascinating thing. I think character shift, uh, how that, how that, we know what Juice matches look like. Like we know what we've seen Juice. Now we're going to see a completely different, how does he incorporate this character into his matches? How does he, I mean, that's what we're going to see it happen in, in front of our eyes. The matchups, the matchups that he has in there, I feel like really will enable him to turn that character up even more. Him and Osprey, what's going on there? Uh, Phantasmo Finley is the main one that I want to see. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a probably a couple of lower tier guys there that, I mean, aren't going to be too interesting, I would imagine, but there's four do four matchups there that I think will be super interesting. And don't don't write out the benefit of him kicking the absolute shit out of Yoshihashi as a heel yeah. to get himself mm. over as a bad guy. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think it'll be fun. So yeah, juicy boy. <laughs> Just love the frame of that. I think it'll be fun watching Yoshihashi. Oh, watching get... Yoshihashi. Oh, Yoshi. <laughs> oh, Yoshi getting beaten up. I'm just so keen to see what's going to happen between Robinson and Finley. I just yeah. Yeah. It's weird saying his name, his surname last. Um, sorry, uh, Juice and Finland. Um, yeah, that's going to be that's just a built-in storyline. Oh, it's a strong one. Yeah, the Fin Juice explode. Yeah. Yeah. No more happy beers, sad beers. Okay, randomizer for round three. Okay, so pick one goes to Josh. Cool. Pick two goes to Dave, and pick three goes to Red. Shocking. Red, you've got a Carter and Shingo. There'll be no, there'll <laughs> yeah, be no one's going to relax. This, this is the part where it gets like intense, you know. <laughs> With, intense. We're round three of nine rounds, Red. So it's intensity is just ramping up. Um, it is a, it is a strong middle through here, though. This this period is key. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, let's get um, let's let's get me cancelled. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm picking Billy No Brains. <laughs> hey. Just because matches, you know. Sometimes you know, G ones a lot of stories. You know, Will's. Uh, in that D block is going to be uh, the D block is going to have some fun, high flying, crazy spot fest stuff. Um, and although I'm not renowned for my you know loving of those style of matches, it's always cool to have a a match uh, when you're watching through the G1 tournament where you can follow along a guy just doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think Will's position is is as one of those um, as his leader of his faction. Obviously, he's he's an elevated guy he's a legit chance to win the whole thing um i think the shingo match is going to be i mean we all know what that match presents um but will versus elp will versus a juice there's some really interesting stuff in there 
uh, wool's obviously a, a key commodity for the for the company. Um, whatever people think about him uh, personally, uh, I think fundamentally, I think what he brings is a style of wrestling that uh, harkens back to the the sort of the not the spot fest, but that sort of uh, more athletic style that sort of New Japan became renowned for in the West, I guess, with your Kennys and that. Interesting this week, Will used a one-winged angel when he's in Rev Pro. Uh, so, and then had the guy kick out, intentionally lifted his arm. <laughs> um, That's so uh, I think that there's, um, he's going to, you know, be controversial and that's his nature uh he's going to stir people the wrong way but fundamentally i think um i i think you can't deny that uh his matches are, are compelling in terms of the matchups that he has i mean i i find them uh I'm, I'm more interested to see how he goes about trying to weave narrative into his matches because he's getting a lot better at that and i think that that's kind of what i'm interested to see is you know like is will ready to get to that level and i don't know if he is because compared to like a, a jay he's not at that level um and this is a really big opportunity for him as i think will be a guy that potentially is a block leader you know potentially that he's going to be sort of um sort of asked to lead that block in terms of being able to put on the sort of the main event matches of that of that group i think that him and him and shingo are sort of positioned in that way so i think yeah be interested to see how he goes um, and I, again, it's another matchup. I, Will versus Naito it could potentially be a, a, a semifinal, same way that I think Will versus another guy could be a semifinal in that in that block as well. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes as the uh, one of the the foreign aces, I guess. It's basically him versus Jay, and who can be the perceived foreign ace? And we saw that for, at Forbidden Door; they were the two guys that got given the the biggest shine. So yeah. Good pick. Billy nice. No Brains. Billy No Brains. Well, I'm going for the true ace of the universe. Uh, in my pick three, or the eighth pick in the draft. And I'm going the mega cunt himself, Kenta. <laughs> I just want to see him kick seven shades of shit out of everyone. That is, it'll be fun, and I'm so wrapped his back. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, all about Kenta's return. And uh, you just sent me a sort of a pick today of him, or us a pick today of him beating the piss out of Tana. So I'm all about that story for sure. I'm all about him and Naito. Uh, interesting sort of stuff potentially with him and Evil as well. See how that mm. goes as far as whether Evil participates in any sort of storytelling there. Um, but yeah, just Kenta, just purely for oh, just everything. How, how amazing he is at pissing off the Japanese crowd. <laughs> and uh, I think he's awesome and I've missed him. Yeah, it's great that he's back. It's 100% correct. Miss him is the best way to put it. Kenta is was one of the guys I was keen to try and get, uh, definitely watching his matches. Kenta is the kind of guy that if I was playing a video game, he's the kind of character I'd love to pick and play as just because his kicks, his moveset are so cool and so brutal. And he is just such an antagonizing prick. It's great. Time. 
I feel like if you're not into wrestling and but you're kind of like villains, mm. he's just the perfect prick wrestler to follow. The transformation of Kenta from the guy who everyone stole their moves off, like Noah Kenta, who could do everything, the sort of junior ace of of you know this generational talent, to you know lovable, hilarious curmudgeon who will shoot kick your head off, is is something like it's it's gonna like I thought it was gonna definitely prolong his career until we started falling off fucking ladders, but there's a landing on his face <laughs> every now and again. Noah Kenta wants to make a return, yeah. um, and but I he's come back in ridiculous shape. He looks the best awesome. I've seen him, um, like in New Japan. He looks incredible. He's got. I mean, I'm a bit concerned about the gigantic leg sleeve he has to wear. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, the guys come back from a broken back and a dislocated hip. So let's, you know. Yeah. And I mean, he'll be keen to weave that into the story, I'm sure. Oh, and the whole story with Tanahashi is apologize for hurting me. Why won't you apologize for hurting me? It's like, who, who raised you? He's like, just <laughs> amazing stuff. Uh, and he'll he'll push that. And he, I think I'm pretty sure his final matchup is against Tana. So that's a, that's a story that's going to be told throughout the, the entire G1. And yeah. And also, I know it's it's in Japanese, but he is he's he if he's not the best promo, he's one of the best promos. His his backstage promo is unlike anybody else's. And I'm I'm super looking forward to him kind of like calling out people like CM Punk and that during the G1. Yeah. Like, why are you here? You know, like yeah. kick your ass, come over here. Yeah, yeah. which you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I really wish that when he says Tanahashi, like you know, who are your parents and stuff like that, Tanahashi just turns around and goes. My dad was a heel wrestler, okay? <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. One of the best parts about the G1, the backstage comments and segments. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a big, it's a big driving factor for sure, man. Ready for your pick, Red? Hmm. I mean, uh, it's so funny. I already know who I'm going to pick. There's never a thought because I have so much time because I'm always third. But somehow you're able to pick them. So would it matter which pick you take? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh look i'm just gonna take darling himself oh speaking of backstage promos yeah i'm taking zach i've always said this about uh mr darling that there's very few people who, when you say they have their own kind of match, they legitimately, every wrestler has to perform to their style of match and he forces them into that. And you want to talk about like best technical wrestler in the entire world. Like he is you know, like the, the, the excitement I have of Zack Sabre and not seeing him for so long, plus being in the G1. He's a tournament wrestler. That's what I mean. Like, that's exactly it. So it's just like I'm super excited because his, his matches always bring drama because they go long. He's going to kick, but he's also going to tie guys up. There's going to be a time limit. And it's like, you know, say he could have more points than the other guy. So he could just tie the guy up, basically. And mm. the other guy's just trying to get out of his moves. Like he he's just so exciting. And just the way he does his matches, I just, yeah. So sign me up to darling time. There's a, there's a few guys in there that he could potentially pop a knee with two, <laughs> some older broken dudes but yeah he's gonna have some great matches and incredibly compelling 
yeah, his chain wrestling stuff and that in G1 is always lots of fun to watch. It's also, yeah, because you get to, as you said, Red. Particularly as we get towards time limits and that sort of thing. You're saying before Red about he has his own style of match. The, the fascinating, compelling reason when you're watching Zach is, is how is he going to do that with X wrestler? Like, yeah, which yeah, that yeah. with this guy? How is he going to do it with that guy? And that's kind of interesting. I mean, this is there's not a lot of fresh matchups necessarily for Zach in this thing. We, they're sort of playing the hits, but they they are the real hits. Like Zach Kenter is a is a real hit. Zach uh, Tanahashi, we all know what that's like. And Zach Naito, those two have incredible chemistry. Um, and I think Zach Naito is the final is on the final night. So I think there's going to be I think Zach's going to be booked very strong in this tournament. Um, he was the guy I was going to pick uh, in the second round. But I decided to gift him to one of you to enjoy where Zach has gotten to because he is the complete total package now. He's got everything, um, and it's not yeah he's got it's not inconceivable for him to be the, the world champ. I, I was convinced he was going to do it <laughs> earlier this year, so um, he's he's really after the after the New Japan Cup, he is, his stock has, has risen, and no doubt after what happened at Forbidden Door, that he will be heated back up in this G1 tournament to be presented again as the world's best technical wrestler. And speaking of mm. across the pond shout-outs, <laughs> yeah, he'll be making lots of references to Brian Danielson. And, oh, yeah, He's not going to stop. Every time he taps someone, he is going to be calling out Danielson every single time. All right, round four. Pick one goes to Josh. Oh, shit. Pick two goes to Red. (laughs) (laughs) And pick three goes to Dave. Uh, This is, we're we're getting into the fun stage. Oh, no, I I know who I'm picking. I know who I'm picking. Of course you do. Uh, I'm picking El Phantasmo. This is a classic. Just want to see. This is like, yeah, this is like tomfoolery. I just want to see what what he does at this at at the heavyweight, you know, level. And obviously, he has all of his, you know, ridiculous troll antics and his sort of tropes that he has. And I felt like we definitely saw them toned down in the best super juniors, right? Like they were not to the extent that he's done in the past. He certainly sort of had a bit of an edge during that tournament. And I just feel like this is such a big, just a big opportunity for him that I don't think he's going to get a lot of points because he's a junior, you know, I don't think he's officially moved up, you know, so it's got that situation where he's going to be able to, you know, consistently, put on good matches, but probably lose a, a bunch. But I'm just interested to see the progression of the character. I'm interested to see the progression of the, you know, the stories they want to tell with him and what, what part he plays in the overall Bullet Club story. Because I think when Jay, you know, came back at Dominion and when Jay won the belt, you know, Jay did a lot of talking and obviously Carl Anderson did a lot of talking, but the other guy that was talking was El Fantasmo. And I think that's not by accident. I think that he's sort of getting elevated within that group. Um, 
and granted to be sort of the 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 sort of junior ace of the group perhaps but his his future is in the heavyweight division there's no doubt about that so yeah. this is a really good this is a good insight into that and very similar perhaps to when will osprey first moved up um and did the g1 as a junior you know he he won't get big he won't win a lot of matches but he's going to win a big one and that's kind of the i think shingo might be on the the one to be on the lookout for granted their interactions at forbidden door the same way when Osprey was a junior, he beat Tana. I think there's something in there to say this guy has got a future at the heavyweight division. He needs a big scalp. Um, but I'm just, again, purely just to follow him. And I think it'll be fun. And I, his promos, is everything about him, just he'll offer that diversity in watching experience where you're going to get something very different. His, his presentation is very different to everybody else um, in the G1 this year. Mm, no, that's a that's a really, really solid pick. He's going to have some absolute bangers. So you know that his matches are going to be goddamn fun. I mean, you think about like the matchups, like what about him and Juice? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's that's going to be interesting. Bullet Club, gonna... Bullet Club stuff going on there. Mm. Yeah, but I think we're going to get him and Will, him and Shingo. I mean, those are the standout ones for me in terms of him and Osprey have a, a long history in RevPro. So I think that could be really interesting to see how that plays out with both of them in, in a heavyweight tournament. Yeah. Yeah, you got some um you got some flyers on that team already, Josh. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'll be interesting. Mix. I got a bit of a mix to be honest. I've got Jonah there too, so I've got an anchor. <laughs> and what an anchor. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a fair anchor. That's enough yeah. to anchor the entire G one. Yeah, that's what he's gonna do. The Aussie anchor wanker. Oh, gee. well, that's that, I don't, that none of that sounds uh, flattering at all. All right, Redley, here you go. Uh, I'm going Great O'Khan. himself um 100 literally the same reason why you just picked elp literally just a i just want to watch him i just want to watch great okan the guy is fascinating to me and unfortunately i haven't seen enough of him um you know and and that's just the thing and i love him there's something about the guy that i just really really like i when like if they wanted to craft a pro wrestler in a lab that would hit all of your sensibilities the Great Khan may be it. Like he He's hits every one of them. Anime, sex, food, food. You know, I mean, he's just the best. He's yeah. just the best. He, he'll be. You will fall in love. You cannot follow this guy and not fall in love. Well, you know, I'm just a big fan of any Khan in the wrestling world. <laughs> um, and you know, he's the great one. So it's of just, all the Khans, he's the he's all the Khans. The he's the greatest one. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, like I said, I have unfortunately I have not seen enough of Greater Khan, but there's without even having such a small sample size, I really, really like the guy. And there's guys on the board that, you know, I wanted to take just for points, but the Greater Khan pick literally is just because I want to find out about this guy and I, I want to, you know, get into him and find out what he's all about. Good pick. That'll be fun, man. You enjoy yeah. it. 
All right. So my fourth pick, uh, I feel like this is a typical Dave pick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, go, go with the, the one true sports entertainer on this. In this oh, yes. Box. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking the man himself, the Dax, under his Dax. I'm going Tai Chi. see that one coming oh i saw it as soon as it's as soon as he said sports entertainer i'm like i know who he's talking about oh, okay all right the man sings yeah man sings miho abe phantom of the opera dave I just, um yeah i'm all about i love the tai chi i love the man the, the I mean, jay white tai chi match is i mean my pick was calendars my pick was uh, out of the two porn stars, and I just, uh, you know, the, the first one, my favorite, my favorite Instagram follow got taken in yeah. the previous pick by Redley because I thought that's 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 a wise pick, and uh, yeah, so it was Tai Chi was left. Better get Tai Chi off the board, yeah. Better get, get that man off, off the board, board. yeah. I mean, the transformation of Tai Chi. I mean, he's very similar in the sense of like a bit like Great Khan in the sense that um, when the Great Khan debuted, everyone, I mean, not everyone, Dave Meltzer. Uh, was against the gimmick and was like, oh, this guy's, you know, blah, blah. And it sort of became the narrative that people just didn't like Great Khan. And that was what Tai Chi was. Remember Tai Chi was the, you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, go home Tai Chi. Like that was the whole thing. Like he was, he played into that. That was his whole gimmick. Yeah. yeah. And in the cover of darkness of this pandemic, you know, it was happening before the pandemic, but post pandemic, it's been, you know, a real focus. Like it's legitimately going to be Tai Chi gun one day. <laughs> like it's, that's where yeah. it's headed. Like, and I mean, Taichi won me over in a G1. I, you know, he really won me over. And I was a fan before, but fully won me over in that. I think it was Mox was his first match when yeah. Mox did the G1. That was Taichi's first G1. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. Taichi won Taichi. I love this guy. So, yeah. And he's got that match against Ishii, which is like, that's there. That's just those two. And that's that was the match where I think everyone realized that Taichi has arrived was that match against Ishii. Um, it was either G1 or the New Japan Cup. It was G, maybe G1, but yeah, he's a uh, he's the best. He's just so much fun, and he's yeah. so he's just there's something about it. No one, there's no one like Taichi. It's just no <laughs> one like him. Uh, <laughs> no and, one. He's, and he's a he's a beloved babyface. And getting to follow beloved babyfaces in a G1 is always fun because of how the crowd invest in them over the course of the the tournament and the fact that Tai Chi is a baby. It's like a true babyface. I was about yeah. to say, it's crazy to hear you're saying he's a baby face. He's a beloved baby face. Oh, I mean, shit. Suzuki Gun's a baby face faction. They just are. But they have, I love, I love the heel tendency still. Yeah. So that's what I love about Tai But that's, he's lovable. That's why he's a yeah. rascal now, you know, like yeah. he's, they don't, they don't hate on him doing his ridiculous stuff when he's doing his, you know, Greco-Roman throat hold. Like they just think it's, it's, oh, Tai Chi. I, I, dude, mate, if Sumo Tai Chi comes out at any point, oh. Oh, fucking all about that shit. Or oh, maybe against Okan. We might get sumo. That will break Pornhub. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Yeah. And then That's... I'll be posting on Instagram the next day. Whoa, we had a threesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the best. 
Tai Chi's is playing the uh, piano while Mio and Great Okanas do it in the jacuzzi. Yeah, no, not Miho. Miho's, Miho's far too wholesome for that. Right, I yeah, thought she's... I was saying that. I thought far that was... too wholesome. No, I thought so. Yeah. She's never done anything not wholesome. I know. It's not ever Just done. don't Google. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, all right, so we're, we're round five, yeah? We are round five. You know, I'm optimistic now. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even hating it now. I just, I don't care where I go. I'm just genuinely enjoying this whole thing. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter where you pick, right? As no, long as you not. get a pick. Yeah, exactly. All right, David Matic time. Round five. And pick one. Double pick. Dave. <laughs> oh, double pick Dave. Pick two is red and pick three is Josh. King of the twos. So I really didn't pick beyond my fourth pick. I thought that was about as far as my research went. So, um, <laughs> research? I will be picking. I know who you're taking. I mean, you you can't let him go any longer, surely. Yeah. Remember last time. Remember last time. We <laughs> you can't yeah. let this man go too far in the draft yeah. because he does it every time. Every time. Yeah, and I've got to go with the old boy because the old boy, G1, G1 Tana is is something to behold for all those out there who haven't experienced the G1 before. Just because the man has no legs does not, does not mean that he is never a threat. And he will have great matches with all those guys in that C block. It's going to be yeah. and so purely to watch more C block and because it's Tana and Tana is the ace, the true ace. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Tanahashi. Amazing. He always slips. He always slips he down. Always there. slips down a draft. And but. that I think that year that what pick did he go? It had to be like second last or it was late in the draft. I don't think it was second last. I don't think it went that late, but it was late. It was, it was late. late. Yeah. He won the whole thing. He won yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and what a win, too. You know what I mean? And you talk about Simpy. I don't think I've ever seen a guy get Simpy better than Tanahashi. Oh, he's, I think he's I think coming off that Mox match, I think he sort of laid claim, you know, people saying, I mean, he's, he may be the greatest baby face ever to live. Like yeah. it's, he was able to turn a complete, the entire crowd against the beloved, the beloved Mox. I mean, I would have loved AEW. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. killed to have him against punk in Chicago. Cause I think he could have done that too. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he was then punk heel. He turned punk heel in Chicago. I mean, he's he's something special, and I, I know I talked about Osprey's Billy No Brains. It's like Tana No Knees. He don't need him no. to have to have like he knows he knows how to manage his his sort of G one. He knows what nights is nights off, you know, and where he's going to take his time. And he's just the he's the best. He's the best. I think he's the best in ring storyteller. Just regardless of whatever, there doesn't need to be any grand narrative. Just put me in a ring, and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And when shit's going sideways, when anything's, you just break glass in case of emergency. And here he comes, Tanahashi. I think, yeah, he's always the back of mind because he's not necessarily pushed as a, as a top commodity anymore. And that's, that's just the reality of him sort of aging um, 
a bit out and that's that's the nature of this sort of process man like you get older but you you know you're going to get something you you know by having tanashi in your team that one night in this g1 and for one night you are going to get to see something very special because he'll always bring there'll be one match in there that'll be like can you believe tanahashi and it's and and like to uh, to get tana and kenta i'm just gonna be these these two parallel stories had happening along the 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 journey until they meet on the at the end of the tournament i think would be really and you know that tana i don't know when he wrestles zach but he's going to get his knee ranked and that like (laughs) that'll be his whole story for the rest of the entire thing it's like zach destroyed his legs um yeah that's that's a good pick it's a really good pick Redley, pick five. So, I mean, like, this is just going to be fun regardless. Like, I'm going in my head. Do I go, do I pick a guy that, you know, first time in the G1, you know? Do I pick a guy who I haven't seen for a while? Let's be honest. I haven't seen a lot of them for a while. <laughs> um, I'm also a lover of points. Uh, it's- Can you get all three in one, Red? Just one pick. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to have to go the yo of this year's A1 Sonata. I, yeah, I love Sonata. And I haven't seen him for so long. <laughs> never in doubt. Always on, always on the Sonata train. You're never off. I, I've, I've always been a supporter of Sonata. I always got him. Uh, no, I mean I hated Sonata um, when when he like when I first started. Well, not hate. Hate's a strong word. But I just didn't get him. But you strongly disliked him. Yeah, strongly disliked that. <laughs> you didn't mind. You didn't. You didn't mind telling me constantly when I was trying yeah, to as, sell Sonata no. stock. As I as I watch his matches go on, like I just think he's a really exciting wrestler, and there's yeah, I just his name is in all capitals, and it's just, you know it, strong rationale for a pick there, Ed. Yeah, it's the old, yeah. the old, the old yeah. caps. Yoshihashi's looking around saying, "Hey guys, <laughs> what about me?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, so look, I'll just put it this way: in the last couple of years, like like pre pandemic. Uh, Sonata had some of my favorite matches, uh, and he had some of my favorite matches in the G1 as well. So, it's yeah, and no, I think you, I think he's a sneaky pick in that in that block to to win it because yeah. they love Sonata, and uh, if Okada gets out, they love going to Okada Sonata. Yeah, yeah, no, like I said, I'm G1 a, time. It's a it's a safe pick for me. I'm I'm glad it's, it's a safe pick. Yeah, it's yeah. a really solid safe pick, yeah. and who knows. We we'll probably get the debut of some new Dax. Sonata always loves his G one Dax. Yeah. So you might get a different different sort of edge to Sonata, something a little different. And during the pandemic, he's another one of those guys that has been given the ball, has been elevated, got given the US title, and has started to show more personality. He's making a whole his whole gimmick of every town he's in is his favorite town. Is a it's a nice little subtle thing of like you're the best every town you're the best you make the best not like he's got this sort of interesting disingenuous sort of aloof character that people are find compelling so um yeah i think he'll be 
he'll be in for a, a big tournament points wise. And in that group, I mean, that group's filled with a lot of personalities. So it'll be interesting to see how he stands out or tries to, to try to stake a claim in that in that group. I think. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, solid red. Okay. Well, let's get weird. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, going by, like, there's a guy there that I'm pretty confident is going to get a shit ton of points, uh, like a shit ton. And I'm committed to, uh, let's just hope, let's just hope that I get the next pick because uh, I'm not going to pick him. Instead, I'm going to pick, again, a guy I just want to watch. Uh, filthy Tom Lawler. <laughs> don't know how we're going to go points wise but again it's fine i just want to watch this guy get an opportunity in uh, new japan pro wrestling he is one of the most entertaining follows uh on sort of social media he's a character um he's a legit shoot like a legit shooter um but he is one of the most sort of uh, the, the presentation of him on New Japan Strong this, this past sort of two years during the pandemic as being the strong champion has sort of positioned him as very much this real nasty prick, like really nasty. And he's got his own faction, you know, Team Filthy, and they're just they're just pricks and they they pick on their... He's a bully. Like that's how he's been positioned. And he's played into that great as a character. But he's such a nice kind of fun guy that I'm really interested to see how he plays in up in Japan in terms of what we see, because obviously guys um, that sort of the best super juniors, we saw guys come across that, you know, either heels or, or close about, but they were sort of being able to sort of get in that experience and that, in that crowd and be embraced in a different culture. And they sort of developed elements to their personality that were different from what their traditional presentation was. So I'm interested to see if Tom does that, but filthy's, uh, his match style is he's he's a guy that has his own match style and I, he's not like Zach where he forces people to, to wrestle that he can wrestle in a couple of different ways but he's a wrestler wrestler so when you get to see an actual guy in there um, that does that type of work at his size which is very different you don't normally get those type of guys where normally you expect the real wrestlers to be the Dr. Death style or like even you know uh other guys in the tournament where they're bigger. He's not like that. He's he's sort of just an, a solid athletic average size guy that can tie you up in knots and, and more importantly can dominate you and get yeah. you to the ground. And he's a legit shoot guy. Legit shoot guy. And he knows what he knows what looks right. He knows how to make his shit look solid and snug. But I just want to see him bring Whilst that person. wearing Daisy Dukes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about <laughs> that's him. That's the beautiful a contrast. Yeah, because he's a man of contrast, and he doesn't he doesn't worry so much about his perception in that respect. He he knows he's he's one of those guys, and like it's the old fashioned thing. Like you walk into it, you know, you're in a pub and whatever, and he's got the fucking shooter ears. He's one of those guys that doesn't worry about how you perceive him because he knows that he can handle himself. And those type of characters, when they trans, like I love that translation into a pro wrestling context because it's like I can be whatever I want to be because I'm the fucking 
I'm the legit guy. Yeah. I'm the legit. He's going to step up. Who wants to have a go? Really? Yeah. But I would love him to bring that UFC way in Tom Lawler to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would just, That'd I just want to see yeah. the Shockmaster make his return <laughs> to fucking one <laughs> night of the G1. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just think he is the, he, he's, he's got the things that I like about, uh, wrestlers he's a fan and he, he integrates references into all of his promos and stuff back in the day when he was in the ufc and i would just think that he's got that same reverence for uh pro wrestling in particular japanese pro wrestling that i think we'll see a lot of referential stuff in his work and i'm excited to see him get his chance he's been he's been holding up strong in terms of keeping that place a viable option he's been the, the sort of the flag bearer for that for that brand I, I think he's earned the right to be here and i'm really excited to see him see him work all right round six let me get that let me get the double pick come on pick one this is just fun. goes to g red ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <there we> <laughs> you dropped the head there for a minute my second, um, first, my second first round pick two goes to dave pick three goes to josh one when it doesn't really count it's like whose line is it anyway um, <laughs> well i was hoping on it so because i've just given up <laughs> i think i may have just given up 12 points so i'm just like uh there's no way that guy's laughing yeah i know who you're talking about i'm just trying to see if i want to go the route of the points or the route of the view well either way he's a good view regardless the guy puts on absolute bangers even though he's like a nugget of a man. Mm. Um, you know, I'm just going to pick him just to annoy Josh. I'm going to yeah. pick Ishii uh, just to annoy Josh. That wasn't the guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> I'm going to go Ishii just because uh, I've always loved Ishii in the G1. G1 Ishii is... G1 Ishii, yeah. Is, um, yeah. is a is. real thing. And I reckon this is the year they let him win it. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it this way, Red. I reckon this is his last G1. Okay. I think it's his last G1. I think he was on the... From reports I've, I've heard and from whispers around, um, he was on the bubble. He was, he was the last guy picked for the G1. And had there been more AEW involvement, he would have been one of the guys that missed out. He would have gone the other way. Um, he would have been sent to AEW um, during that period. So I think he is winding down. I mean, he's nearly 50. So Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, regardless, I'm just... But it's what I'm saying. It's going to be his last... G- if it's going to be his last G1... Oh, if it's his last G1, he'll go... He'll, he'll go, go balls to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Like I said, it's just... I've, I've never seen an issue match in the G1 where I was like, huh. It's it always been like... Miss. It's yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's and you think of like some of the like I said it before with, with another guy, like you know, you, you think about some of the greatest G1 matches that we've seen mm. in what the years that we've been watching, Ishii has been a part of, I'd say about 80% of them. He's always in there, man. You know, yeah, yeah, he's always consistently awesome in the G1 and just has banger after banger, really. Yeah, mm. always the MVP without even getting a sniff, you know. Like if you if you like match quality and you want to watch good matches. Just watch Ishii's matches. Yeah. Like you're guaranteed they're going to be good. And the, the group he's in with, I think you're going to see some really, some really compelling stuff. 
Um, he's the best. He's just so much fun. Little yeah. Tom Ishii, big Tom. Yeah, big Tom. Well, there's still plenty on the board. There is. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go with a question mark as to what he is now because I don't know this man any longer. Um, so I'm going with Face Tama. Oh, here we go. Driven by an interesting, like an insight, like an an instinct to want to see, similar to juice, like a reverse juice. Yeah. Um, like I always found um, God as a tag team extremely fascinating, as far as like like the heel presentation, and that they were to me they were kind of like the closest thing to like I don't know like almost like gangster rap that, that there was in wrestling other than maybe like other than fucking new jack um but it was just like something very very cool about tama as a heel and i and i don't have any real experience other than a brief tag as as face tama of face tama because i missed the pandemic era and the turn and all that sort of thing it's fairly recent to be fair it's not a it's not something that's been a long run through the pandemic. It's only been a few months. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious. This is, this is a curiosity pick. And I enjoy those this at this point in the draft, just going for what what is this? Am I going to enjoy this? Who is this man now? Because I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what face timer is. Yeah. And whether I mean we know in a G1 context, you know, when he I mean last year's Last year's G1 was him as his sort of coming out as a, he wasn't faced yet, but he, the crowd had already sort of taken to him as his underdog character. And he sort of really stunned everyone because everyone's like, Tama Tonga in the G1, but, you know, hand wave him. Um, but he got the huge win over Okada and was sort of the reason for, you know, creating a, he was sort of the big sort of spoiler in that system to sort of change the dynamic, which no one expected. And now he's like the defensive wrestler as a face is such an interesting dynamic. And I think it's a more compelling one because he's constantly in peril and he's constantly having to adjust and adapt and try to survive. And yeah, I think you'll be really fascinated to see how he does it. Cause psych a lot, like the ring psychology of that is just super unique. I don't, it just doesn't really, this doesn't exist. Someone like that, um, a counter wrestler that's a face. You know? Sounds a bit like DDP, TTP. Yeah, I mean it's a bit, it's a bit like that where it's like, but except instead of it being counted into one move, he counters everything. Mm. So he's like, it could be perceived as running, <laughs> like it could be perceived mm. as you know running away from it, which as a heel is easy to to get away with, but as a face, it's a challenge because you're constantly not on the, you're constantly on the under, you're constantly on the come up, you know. 
Yeah, I think a matchup with Sonata will be interesting for that because they're both yeah. kind of like high in the reversal sort of. Both sort of they've got that defensive style. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just it's just curiosity, like I said, purely trying to figure out what that character is and and if I like it or not because I don't really know what it is and um. I know in the past when I've seen Tama in the G1, I was a bit, I don't know, maybe somewhat, I, I don't know. I don't even know whether I had expectations. Mm. But um, I think I think maybe you had him a couple of years back when you thought that he may be getting a... Then, then the DQ run. That was a DQ run, that one. Yeah, yeah. So there won't be that in this no. one. Yeah, so just intrigue. Intrigue. It's another guy that I was almost tempted to pick before because same same reason you have, Dave. It's um another guy that I haven't seen for a very, very long time and he's had a character change. Also, it's very similar to Juice, but not as dramatic or, you know, as big as Juice's. But to see Tom... Pretty dramatic, a, man. Well, I mean... Pretty like, dramatic. He's wearing, well, he's wearing a rainbow T-shirt. Okay. All right. Well, he's rainbow T-shirt. But Yeah, rainbow rainbow colored lion T-shirt. He is, he is a face face. Like, he is a... He's in the the Hontai group with Tana. It's a like okay. it's a real chat. Like you you'll be stunned by how dramatic a face turn it is. He does the Hulk Hogan spots, rips off the shirt. Sweet. Well, he's looking pretty jacked last time I saw him. So yeah, yeah, yep. and that's that's his. Yeah, it, it's. I I think you'll be surprised at how facey face he is. Like he's eighties territory baby face. Like okay, he's the <laughs> most baby face. Yeah. He, he was definitely a guy when I saw him. I was like, I think I'll see. I, I think I'll be checking out a lot of his matches. Uh, he's another guy that I want to see sort of his progression and where he goes as well. Mm. Be interesting when he takes on Ishii too, because mm. and, and obviously the Jay White match is the big one. Absolutely. Okay, so I get to pick, um, and my guy has stayed there, so that makes me really happy about getting uh, both Tom Lawler and my next pick. Uh, speaking of Nuggets, I thought you were going to go there. Jeff Cobb. Uh, I think Jeff Cobb is could be the sneaky pick to come out of a block like when we last saw it like when everyone we were all together watching the g1 you now jeff cobb didn't have the greatest showing since then he has become a a you know a top level guy and a good promo which i never thought i'd see yeah jeff cobb is is developed he's because he's been given the ball and yeah. in he's standing next to okan and okan is a, just a just a charisma beacon he just like exudes this like weird energy and it's sort of i think it's given um jeff a bit of a license to be a bit more i think he's got a lot more confidence by standing next to a guy who's willing to basically embarrass himself in front of everybody constantly like great i kind of give a shit and i think it's because of his over exaggerated nature jeff cobb has sort of been able to come out of his shell a little bit and not be concerned about looking you know like silly because he's he's got a very serious character whereas in the past he was like the cool dude you know the you know the sort of surfing happy hawaiian sort of gimmick yeah and it didn't really suit him for this 
body shape and his sort of his position wrestling style his yeah. style just didn't just didn't really match up it was like fun exciting but it was like it's not gonna no one's gonna care whether you win or lose and then he sort of came in obviously when the united empire sort of switch happened and then he had the g1 i mean last year's g1 was as big a rocket i've ever seen anyone given he went undefeated until the final night when he lost to okada but he went undefeated like to start a g1 where basically by halfway through the g1 it was just him and okada on that block they just ruined everyone else you're out it's these two guys that is as big a push in a g1 as you're ever going to get and he lost to okada on the final the final night and this year he starts with, with okada so i think there's something to be said there where i could very easily see jeff cobb beating okada on that first night and okada being interested to chase him and hoping that Jeff Cobb loses to someone. Um, and I think Jeff Cobb's going to be be a push commodity. That is going to be a hoss. Like, I like the, the makeup of my team. I've got some flyers and some fucking just the, the boys. It's going to be hoss battles or in the air. It's like air and ground. That's, that's, they're my two areas. And I just think the, the, the prospect of Cobb versus Lawler, you know, just think of that. Olympic-level wrestler versus UFC fighter. Just, I just hope they go out and have a fucking UWFI match. Just fucking start rolling. Like, uh, Cobb versus Jonah. Like, these are, that's some, that's some beef. Some and I, I think, I think meat. Yes, just meat, meaty men slapping meat is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then I, I think Cobb as a character, I think this is a really big opportunity because United Empire say they don't have leaders. They say there's no one leader, that they're all, you know, they're all the leader. That's kind of their idea. And if you notice the way the, the, the groups have been set up, they're all in different blocks. So they've all got their opportunity to sort of shine and to present themselves as they could be the guy. And I think that Cobb is one that could potentially be um, sort of sitting there as the, the opposite side to Osprey. Everything that Osprey is, Cobb isn't. And everything Cobb is, Osprey isn't. I think that those two fit really nicely together mm-hmm. and have a long-term position as, you know, the leader of that group. In, in the fans' perception. So, yeah, very happy that I was able to get him at this pick. Really happy, to be honest. I think he's a top-level talent. I'm pretty sure I've been a fan of Jeff Cobb since the Asylum of Ballet Bal- Bal- all those years ago where he just put on phenomenal match after phenomenal match. And then wasn't he in a G1? Yeah, he was in the same one with Mox. Yeah, that's right. One. And he didn't have a great one. He didn't have a great one, exactly. And it's going to be another cool thing to see because... I think the world of Jeff Cobb, I think the guy's amazing. And to hear that he's gotten better is, you know, not that he had a great G1, but just to hear that he's gotten better now. He's so, gotten yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. You're 100% correct. It's going to be sensational. Power spots versus the big boys, man. Round oh. oh. seven. We have pick one goes to Josh. Oh. Pick two goes to Red. And pick three goes to Dave. Double pick. This is well. This is this is we're getting into really deep water here, where it's like this is such a big, this is such a big G one. You don't realize it until you have all the names in front of you. And you start picking people, and you start realizing. I just picked Jeff Cobb in round six. <laughs> like, I'm like, how deep is this fucking pool of talent? How deep is your love? Oh, it's deep, baby. Let's. I mean, do I keep going? I, do I just keep the gimmick going at this point? Like, I've got myself. Yep, do it. Just pick another guy from the same block. I'm thinking about it. It's it's not going to be great for my overall team balance. Do it. 
No, I'm going to do it because I think it's worth it's worth looking at. Uh, I'm going to pick Lance Archer. AEW's own Lance Archer. I mean, we loved Lance Archer's last G1. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. Right. He, I, he was. Did anyone pick him? I don't think he got picked. Uh, I think I had him. Okay, I just remember. I remember he was one of those people that we said like he didn't get a lot of points, but we're like he's going to be um, mm. someone you want to follow because his his matches were really compelling, and I just think the position he's found himself in now where he's gone away to America, obviously gone to AW. Every time he's been given an opportunity, he's, he's hit the ball out of the, out of the park. But I think he's been tremendous in the spots in which he's been given. Uh, granted, I don't good. think he's been given. Spots. Yeah. Yeah. I've been given a lot of many spots. There's, a, there's not many spots to be given the way that, that that company books. I mean, that's rightly or wrongly. That's the way it is. You get an opportunity when you, when you get your chance, you better stand up. And I think he has. I think this is a really huge opportunity for him to come back and to show what he's, you know, what where his confidence is at. I'm sure it's it's hot, pretty high. Like he's, I'm sure he's confident. Oh, he'll be keen. Own. He'll be keen. Yeah, and yeah. I think that the crowd is super invested in him. Um, obviously, from the pop when he was announced, and I do think he's also got the added protection of being an AW guy. So he's he's probably going to end up for winning record, which means that he's going to get a lot of opportunity in this this tournament to sort of be in control. I think that'll be really interesting to see how he goes. Um, his his final matchup, final night matchup, is with Okada, which I think is really interesting too. Um, so I think he'll he's either going to play spoiler or he's going to be that big monster that Okada's going to have to overcome to get through. And either way, it's a compelling story. It's compelling enough for me at this at this stage in the draft to be able to pick him up. I think it's a I'm happy with that pick. And my my God, I've got. I've got grade A certified beef on this team. I basically have picked A block at this point. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'll take I'll take Archer. Get set to get wet, people. Great pick, man. I've always been a big fan of like a, a test-like guy, um, you know, uses a big boot, but really agile too. And his moveset, it was really, really strong. I mean, his matches with Mox in New Japan, they were sensational. So, and you look at like that entire A block right there, You've got big boys taking on big boys. Lance Arch is going to have a great match with Jonah, Cobb, Bad Luck even. I reckon that could be a good okay. But it's I just think Lance Archer is a dark horse in this. Just because he's an AEW, like, is he going to get more wins? Is he yeah. Losses? Like, what's going to happen here? Yeah. He'll, he may get the Willie Utis thing where he wins. He goes, like, wins one more than he loses. But he's presented strong or given opportunities to show out. Um, and I don't see it as a bad thing. Like I know people wanted other names from AW, and I know New Japan wanted other names from AW. But if you if Lance Archer's all you get, it's a it's a good get in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think he understands what New, he understands New Japan yeah. and what he knows what New Japan. Yeah. yeah, and he'll be super keen, super yeah. keen. Should be good. Your pick, Red. Um, look, you know, it's getting down to the nitty greeties look i'm i'm literally going with the line of like just don't know much about this guy's new progression um haven't seen him for a long time uh just more or less keen to see what he's doing 
and hopefully he becomes a boy. I've always been a fan of his. He's always been like a guy that I've liked. Mm. Um, but just want to see what this version of him is. Uh, and, you know, I like to fight. Mm. Give me David Finlay. on um dynamite yeah really good it's got the shillelagh this thing now carries that out no i just like i said i haven't seen finley for so long now it's a huge thing for finley man like it's a huge thing because i mean you don't want to be the marty which no but it also kind of makes me feel like he's not going to really i feel like he's not going to be getting many points that's i don't think so probably not But I, at the same time, though, I'm not picking him for that. I'm just picking him because I'm genuinely curious and I want I want to watch his matches to see where he's at because out of everyone left on the list and the board right now, he's the one guy that I've gone to myself, I actually would like to watch his matches. Well, That's no, cool. I'd like to watch their matches too, but I'm just saying he's... The There's something compelling there because it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not something that's... Um, it's not something that's necessarily... Uh, you don't know what it's going to be. It's an unknown. And unknown is always exciting. Like it could backfire, it could be shit house, but unknown is also the opportunity. I think Finley, like for how many years? I mean, ironically, we've got C Block this year, but for how many years has Finley been in C Block? You know, like, and that's been his running gag of like, I can't get into the G1. I'm working my ass off to get there. And let's not forget, I mean, it's it's early in the pandemic, but when. Uh, he got put into the New Japan Cup. He went all the way to like semis and he beat Jay White in the New Japan Cup. Mm. And they gave him a lot in that early stage of the pandemic to sort of position him as realizing, well, we're going to be, have a few issues with travel and some few issues with guys that we normally would get. And we're going to, have to rely on certain guys. And they, they relied on Finley in that early stage. And obviously uh, travel had an issue. He got COVID and then he got stuck in the car. It was a whole you know, issue of him and Jay and Juice and all those guys that sort of stalled that. And so now he returns after a couple of years whilst, you know, applying his trade in, in uh, impact and, and working New Japan strong. And it's like, he's certainly, he's, his body shape has changed. His sort of demeanor has changed. He's got a bit of a, a, a rough edge, a sort of a, a bit of a nasty side. We saw that against Hangman. He was, he was really demonstrating that he can be a bit of a, bully in the ring which is great fits in fits the finley sort of fighting finley um aesthetic and i again i don't know if he's going to win a lot but i think you'll get a chance to he he'll treat this as the most important opportunity of his career so for a guy to be able to follow a guy where it's, it means a lot i think you'll have an opportunity to see some really compelling matchups because he's gonna he's gonna bust his backside to try to make sure that he gets picked again mm. i also wouldn't be surprised if he beats juice all right. Let's set up some fun stuff. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot left on the, the, <laughs> the bottom ends. The bottom ends. We're getting close. I mean, I think there's a couple of guys that might get points, but I don't know if you want to actually follow them. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, what's what's the follow? What's the follow here? <laughs> yeah, what's the compelling reason other than points, you know? 
Yeah. And that's not what we're here for. And I read there's some guys that's got some points out there for you. Don't worry. They're out there still. <laughs> I can't believe like the toss up in my head. The two names that are being tossed <laughs> up in my head at the moment. <laughs> this is what's great about this year's draft is that we have to pick that like there's only one injury replacement. We have to pick have some to of pick these guys. All of these guys, yeah. Look, from like Red's last pick, yeah, David Finley from an interest perspective, you know, being his first G1, probably gonna want to show out, even if he's not gonna get points. Yeah. I want to be able to say the same thing about Hanare. <laughs> I just don't know if I can. Because I don't trust it. He's but, the other, other member of the C block, but he's looking. But that C block is death. Like, <laughs> yes. literal death. He might not get a point. He literally yeah. might go winless. And I don't mind if he doesn't get a point. It's like. It... He could get very much overshadowed though. Yeah. Is he going to have compelling matches with those guys? Because I don't. Gee, that would be an indictment on him though. If, if he couldn't, like with the group he's would, in. Wouldn't it? Because. You can't surely you can't book him to just look like fodder to everyone. Not with this current gimmick change. Uh, yeah, I know, but he's been in there so long now, and it's his first one. Surely yeah. he's got to. And ironically, he's in C block, which he used to battle against Finley for. Look, I'll go. I'll go with Hanaro. Yes, this is great. Give him a break. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's the benefit of the doubt pick. And look, I don't really give a shit if he doesn't win a match. I would just like to see progression. That's all I'm looking yeah. for in this pick is progression in some form. We've been looking for progression out of Hanare for six years, five years. <laughs> uh, but he did have a character change. But Yeah, he got shades. Yeah, and a, and a solid mustache. And look, you know, he's not the Islander gimmick anymore. Which no. He's the death gimmick. And, uh, yeah. you know, I feel like yeah, this to me, it sort of looks like like he's got like an assassin look or an old school barber look or something. There's something cool about what's going on there. He's got a movie called Streets of Rage. So I think he's yeah. trying to go with that kind of aesthetic. So Yeah, that's cool. We, this is his first prolonged opportunity to demonstrate it because you know he's going to have a bunch of matches where it's not like he's going to get eliminated from a tournament early and gets one chance to show himself. It's like, or he gets a couple of hot tags and a couple of spots to show out in a six-man. This is a concerted effort of every night you're going to have a match where you're going to have to go out and construct a story of your match. So it's his first real chance. Like That's what a G1 offers. It's your first real chance to show yourself as to who you are and how you work. And, and, you know, if you look at that block, he's he's the hoss of that block, really, isn't he? I think they could look at him as almost like the heir apparent to another guy in the block in terms of his style and his shape and his build and his, you know, but not well, in yeah. terms of his push. <laughs> nah, <laughs> he nah. certainly didn't get that push. No. Nah. Um, uh, yeah, so Hanari from a... Look, yeah, I mean, this, these drafts for me are always about, look, I just want to see... That could a be guy a who I'm interested in just show a little bit. Uh, is he a, yeah, like I said, is he a diamond in the rough? 
He could be the diamond. He could be the guy where there's no expectation. And yeah. And look, on paper, I don't like the pick at all. <laughs> but, I mean, there's safe picks as guys that are going to be middle of the road, but there's not a lot of interest in terms of where they are as characters. Exactly. Yeah. There's also the the house of torture of it all, and then yeah. there's the 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 other, <laughs> the, other <laughs> the, the rest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the rest. And and look, I like I like some of what's left. I just don't want to pick it now because yeah. I'm going to have to pick it later. Yeah. Um, yep. And you know, I look, I look at you know, with with envy in my eyes, at the picks that the two of you have had in this yeah. round, and I get an RA. <laughs> but uh, he wouldn't have know, lasted another round. Maybe I get a double pick. Uh, you know, he wouldn't have lasted another round though, Dave, nah, because nah. I would have picked him next round of the options available. I would have picked him. So yeah, uh, I look, think it's a yeah. good pick. I think it's I think it's solid because Hanare always had. Good. He had something there that was pretty cool about him when he was actually in the ring, but it's going to be really cool to see once again another developed guy that we haven't seen for well, a like while. The Muay Thai stuff, like if he brings that out, like like he trains Muay Thais, that's what he's done during the pandemic. He went to Thailand for six months. So like, yeah, I, look, I just want to see him something. be given something, something. Well, he's, he's got an opportunity though. At least he's got an opportunity there. I needed a hoss or a yeah. version of a hoss, a yeah. light hoss. He's a, a mini hoss. A mid. He's, he's the most mid hoss you could get. Yeah, mid hoss. The, the pure mid. Chaplin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what are we? Pick eight. Wow. This is where, this is where the, the real... This is the this gun the boys from oh, the men. Oh, doesn't it? Uh, it's the saddest from those that enjoy their time. Round eight. I mean, you might as well start calling me the manifester. Uh, pick one. He did it. Dave. Pick two. Red. Pick three. Josh. Okay. Just call me Malcolm in the middle. Um, You're not the boss of me, Red. Now, now where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instantly. It's like the death double pick. <laughs> Uh, what double picks, Dave? They're very advantageous. I don't know what yeah. you're worried about. The beauty of this, the beauty of this G1 is the top is very strong, the middle is extremely strong, and the bottom is very, very weak. <laughs> it bottoms out. It becomes cavernous. It does. But uh, that's the deer. She's uh, she's pretty light on. Well, I think there's still good, really good workers that are that are. I would argue are middle tier guys. But they just don't have very compelling not in a narratives. Either. They're not yeah. Yeah, that's it. What's the narrative with all these guys? And it's kind of what you're looking at at this point. I mean again. Because we when we hit the bottom bottom, we really <laughs> hit when we get to that point, it's really <laughs> dropping. Like it's it's there's gonna be the 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 warning lights are on and we're hitting we're going nosedive down into parts unknown. Uh, and you know what? Wrestling fatigue during G1 is a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mind the night off. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it. <laughs> He's doing it. Oh, great. And 
I'm interested. I'm interested in Bigosiano <laughs> because I think it's going to be funny and fun. And he's just, he's always, I know, like at this point, after <laughs> it's my last pick and what's to come after, I'm going to need some comedy at, uh, <laughs> towards the tail end of my Yeah, because the rest of it's tragedy. Yeah, the rest of it is tragedy. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the boy, the ultimate boy, the frog himself. Excellent. Uh, Big Yanos. Maybe he'll maybe he'll do what he's been saying and fair play. Come out legit fair play, Yano, and start shooting on all the boys and show oh. them the real true big hosses. Imagine him versus highly unlikely him but... versus Tom Lawler, where he's like, I was a shooter too. I was once yeah. a shooter. <laughs> Yano just decides for one night to bring out shoot wrestler Yano. Not That'd not be... to mention too that Yano has one of the greatest moments in G1 history when he legitimately was doing the wrestling thing and he would get a hip toss over like people were going crazy for the most basic of wrestling moves from yano yeah and it was legit yeah. like he, was, he, you're a great comedy wrestler that's what you can do yeah it was red it was an amazing mo- like we saw it this week i know orange cassidy did the exact same thing to build a body slam like if you if you can convince people that you're just like this comedy guy and that you don't do anything other than low blows and roll-ups, you know, a hip toss or, you know, the belly to belly, the belly to belly might be the biggest pop I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Like he, he was. And he, I mean, too, there's something intriguing and endearing about Yano in that big hoss block. I think that's going to be fun to see. Oh yeah. He's the ultimate contrast to that block. Yeah. He, he went to Forbidden Door. He watched the entire show. So he now knows what wrestling is about. And he's come back with all this knowledge. Yeah, he knows what American <laughs> Big Hostile. Book me next year in the main event. Yeah, yep. that's what he said. He's got the motivation that's come out from seeing all those guys not being booked on that card. He knows what he has to do. It's going to be Yano Kingdom, night one. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Yano. That's not bad. No. That's not, not bad. That's a bit of bad. No, but it's at least it's something. It's a bit <laughs> of fun. It's something. You need to see everyone's like. I mean, we're gonna get a card of Yana. That's gonna be a, just that's always interaction. Yeah. yeah, that's always fun. All right, Red. Okay, Red. <laughs> it's not easy, is it, Red? Uh, I'm gonna go Ujiro. Big huge. not very difficult in months this is where i thrive the best um wow out of everyone out of picking everything i've just i've just always liked big huge and i've always thought that he he does stuff in the ring like he's a good worker he's solid you know and he's probably one of the most (laughs) underrated guys in new japan now and i think everything about him is just absolutely brilliant he's got great gimmicks he's got great music he's got great moves uh he's really really good at everyone he works with and how many caps how many caps are you wearing at this point Uh, i'm just (laughs) just saying that you know big out of everyone there like you know out of everyone there 
the better of the Takahashis. <laughs> I, no, I just think that he's 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 had performances in the past where he's pulled something out of his ass, like, and had a really really good literally. Match. That's probably yeah. a literal pulling yeah, of take, the ass because it wasn't yeah. actually Takio yeah. Latina. <laughs> and yeah. and that's another reason too. Um, yeah, I think that's that's, that's the reason. That is a vital reason. I feel like Yujiro and Aaron Hanare should have should have been on the opposite blocks. They should have mm. been in each other's block. At least you'd get then you'd get Yujiro and Naito. That'd be compelling. Um, no, but I mean, like, look, Big Yuj is one. I'm looking at guys that I'm hoping will surprise me. I wasn't gonna pick Evil, man. Like... I am. I I think it's got you're gonna be shocked. I, I this is this will be the side wager. Who's gonna have the better, more compelling G1? I will put money down. Or evil. <laughs> the evil will be more interesting because here's the thing: evil's in Naito's block. Mm. And there's something to that. We have this, they did their little run and it didn't get they didn't get out of it what they needed to. Hiromu got more out of evil than Naito did. And I feel like Evil's a spoiler in this group. I like the story of Evil versus Kenta. I think there's a Bullet Club shenanigans that's going to come in there because House of Torture has never been involved in this stuff. But importantly, Kenta was sort of kept away from a bit and then he was sort of brought in as this other guy and he's sort of been, who's, who am I with, the bearded man? I think that'll be interesting and compelling. Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Is always, has always been interesting. So I do think there's actually a bit of, there's a bit of interest in Evil there from the Bullet Club side. That's the interesting part I'm interested to follow. So I'm picking Evil, not only just because I think he's going to probably have a decent sort of middle-of-the-road G1, and at this point, I'll take a middle-of-the-road guy, but I think that Bullet Club story, Bullet Club are getting pushed hard, and I think that Evil's going to be positioned... Like, the story... The, the, the talk was for a lot of the pandemic that they were building to an evil versus J feud. That was ultimately a story they wanted to get to. Now I'm not sure if they're going to go back to it or if they've just gone past it Please and they're saying J is going to be there. Please I don't, don't go back to that. Please don't do that. No, exactly. <laughs> but I do think if they're going to do that, if they're going to do that, they have to elevate evil. They have to find a way to make him compelling. And the thing about it is evil into Noah or Gleet or something. He's been at Gleet. He's been working Gleet. Yeah. Because the the thing about it and no one wants to talk about it is that house of torture is over in Japan as a mid, as a mid, like as a mid card comedy heel faction, they're the bad guys. The new Japan audience is like that style of um, that sort of interference sort of when they're pegged at that level, when they go up to the heavyweights, uh, when uh, sorry the main events, that's when they get the, the, the blowback. People are like, no, we don't want that in the, the feature matches. We just, we're happy where it's at. So if they want to move him, I'm interested to see how they adapt that character. I don't think they will. I think it'll be, it'll be the same old evil, the same way that show was in the uh, best super juniors. But there's part of me that thinks there could be some progression in this, in particular him with Naito and him with Kenta. I think those two are worth watching. And of the matches that are, the characters that are available at the moment and where they're at, I don't think there's anyone else that has the potential upside of character progression um, at the moment. So I would pick him just purely 
to see how he moves um, that character, where it goes. And expectations are in the fucking mud. So anything's but positive. One round. One round, boys. It's a fun. You can feel the excitement in the room. It's palpable. It's, it is uh, palpable. Who? It's like, it's more like musical chairs at this point. Yeah. Like who's going to be left? Uh, round nine. <laughs> Pick one goes to red. Yeah, you go red. Pick two goes to Dave, and pick three goes to Josh. Ah, uh, look, yeah, give me Goto. Give me, the, give me the gatekeeper. Give me all the anal beads. I think Goto is unfairly maligned because I think every year he has, he's very much like Ishii. The G and G1 stands for Goto. Like when he turns up. I, I don't want to be disrespectful to Goto. The, the, I was going to pick Goto before Yuji. I took Yuji because there was a curiosity there that I, I actually wanted to watch his matches. Goto, like, you know, he's one of those guys where I've, I've watched for a very, very long time and and I'm just going to be dead set honest. Sometimes I can find his matches to get a little bit boring. Like that's yeah. no knock to him. He's a great wrestler, but some of his matches can be fucking bangers. Absolutely. He does have all the moves. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, but like, like I said, I've just, I've had in the past, sometimes watching a Goto match, I can just lose interest somewhere in there. But at the same time, he's got some amazing power moves and he really, really does bring it. And he can get the crowd into quite a clap. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty keen to actually... Coming off a good match against the Bucks, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to have Goto as my, my final pick. Oh, so, I mean, if that's your final pick, I mean, granted, you picked, yeah, that's a good pick. You picked Yudro the, the round before, but as your final pick to be Hiroki Goto, you got to say, man, the G1's doing all right. My final pick, I mean, of course, I'm going Simpy Boy, Junior Simpy, yeah. the Simpy Tatanas... Little Simpy. Yeah. <laughs> the little train that could. I mean, always compelling to watch. Yeah. And in a G1, like, I mean, yeah, he's just, I feel for the man. Oh, Yoshi Hashi. <laughs> but I'll, but but I I I enjoy watching Yoshihashi from um the perspective of like the crowd interactions that he gets of no response and then eventually they start cheering for <laughs> Yoshihashi and it's like it's a feel good story and I've got a bit of a mix of uh all 
all things in my team and you know i need a feel good story i need a comeback kid so yeah yoshihashi but i mean like imagine this there's a realm where yoshihashi ends up getting wins and there's a potential for him to make it to the semi you know what i mean does the crowd get behind him like do oh, they start do they, they start get, yeah yeah you know what i mean like do they go oh shit yoshi could actually for the first time ever do something with his life and and get into the semis like well let's let's put it into context to where yoshihashi is now like he's a never six-man champ former uh tag team champ this guy is not like he's won went back in the past with g1s he was the guy that had never won a title and everyone thought he was going to be the guy that was going to prevent he was going to make his way through new japan never winning gold during the pandemic he has been an elevated commodity so like i could conceivably see him winning more matches than finley and Udro. i could see him like when fell tasma i could see him winning like being 50 50 in that in that fucking block like i could see that out of yeah. yoshiashi so like and same with Goto, they're both those guys have had that push. So though at this point in time, they're they're um, they're great picks in the last round. Like really, really good picks in the last round. It's just they're not all that compelling a characters from in terms of then they are they have their spot and they fit they play a yeah. role in New Japan's hierarchy and they have stayed there for a long time. And they are what they are and they don't really deviate. Yeah. And it works in the context of helping others. And that's a really important role that they play. But in terms of compelling enough to follow them, it can be a bit of a challenge. But I do think in in particular D block feed there, having Yoshihashi and being able to see him against certain matchups, I think will be really interesting. You know, especially like a guy like El Fantasmo against Yoshihashi, like he's just gonna pick on him. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting is watching mm-hmm. ELP like pick on Paul Yoshihashi as this sympathetic you know, sweet boy, Ichiban sweet boy and Juice and Yoshihashi. Juice who famously called Yoshihashi Ichiban sweet boy. Like it's going to be like, it'll be interesting to see that dynamic at play. So I think those are really kind of compelling in the context of the block they find themselves in compared to the the choice I have to make now. (laughs) Is Hany Omega Chase Owens. I had to watch this man for 32 minutes wrestle Toru Yanu in a handcuff match for the KOPW during the pandemic when no one could cheer. And I will never get that time back. And I'm, it made me question everything I've done with my life prior, since, future. And I'm now signing up to watch him in a bunch of different matches. The only joy and satisfaction I will get out of this is hopefully watching, is watching him versus Jake White. <laughs> Uh, I understand the Bullet Club stuff. I'm sure they'll push that narrative through. And hopefully there's something else tangentially connected to Chase that'll make me interested in, in following his story. That's all I can hope for, is there's something Bullet Club related that will be compelling. Respect the man. Understand his role in, in the company. His role in the company is to put over other guys. And his role in this group will be to put over other guys. And I understand that function. Um, it's just... A, it's just at this point in the draft, it's just that's what he's there to do is to help guys get over. 
Um, but I don't think at, at, when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling as a G1 presentation, that when people come to watch that, that when they see a guy like Chase Owens on their screen, they go, oh, I don't, is that the best of the best? And that's kind of the situation that I think him, Yujiro, uh, and Farley kind of find themselves in. Um, I think they're all basically uh, the best of the rest. Mm, well, should we have a rundown of everyone's team? All right. Red, your team is Shingo, Okada, Zack Sabre Jr., Great Okan. Everyone's first oh, four picks is yeah. awesome. Sonata, Ishii, oh. David Finley, Yudro, and Goto. You were going great until you picked Yudro. If you if you just pretend that Yudro was picked last, then your team is very, very solid. Uh, and Josh, your team is Naito, Jonah, Will Ospreay, ELP, Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Evil, and Chase Owens. That is a, a, that is a very eclectic mix. Yeah. <laughs> so when I hear that back, I'm like, hmm, I think my second half may score more points than my first half. But I think it's, a, it's an interesting squad nonetheless. Not, not as many top guys. Red, your squad is packed full of top guys. Uh, and my team is Jay... Rocker, Juice Robinson, Kenta, Taichi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tamatonga, Hanare, Yano, and Yoshihashi. That sounds like a fun, a fun team. team. But can I ask a question before we go? Yeah, yeah, sure. From your team, other than like your top guy, who's your dark horse fave pick? Oh, it's like the guy that you're really glad you got. Yeah, other than your, like your first pick. Hmm. Great Okan. Yeah, Great Okan. Yeah, hands down, just because as I said when I picked him up, he's one of those guys where I want to be I want to see more of him. I know I already like him, but mm. now I want to see more of him. I want to become great with Yokan. Yeah, I'm I'm torn between two picks. Chase um, Owens and who else? Yeah. Um as between ELP and Tom Lawler. I think um, between those two guys, I'm going to get to see something new, very new, like I in, in the middle portion of like to get a guy like Lawler, as, as I explained before, I'm really excited by the potential that he could have to bring that that bully style to New Japan, that character, and just a couple extra flourishes of sort of nuance and reference. And ELP is just the unknown of what does he do at, at this tournament and the opportunity he has to, to show out um, doing back-to-back tournaments to really quite grueling. So I'm really happy. They're the two guys I, I just really, I wanted I wanted Jonah, Lawler, and ELP. Anyone else I would have been, they were the only guys I really wanted to get in, in the draft. So the fact that I've got them, I'm really happy. Nice. How about you, Dave? Um, mine would be um, Kenta, because I think I, I had Kenta when he first came to New Japan in that first one. And there was uh, like, the New Japan fans didn't really know how to take Kenta and he wasn't, I guess it kind of like what he is now wasn't fully formed and we weren't really sure what he was going to be. Um, and, you know, so much has happened with him, like the, the, the classic sort of sitting on Shibata and then the Wrestle Kingdom thing with Tanahashi. So to get Kenta coming back on 
and I'm a huge fan of uh, when wrestlers go like mega cunt, <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to see Kenta be mega cunt. Yeah, Kanta, bring out Kanta, please. I know I've just said cunt like nine times, but it's Australian podcast. It's Australian. Bring out, bring out the Kanta. I love it. Yeah, so he was he was my he was the guy I really wanted, and I was I really wanted, well, of course I wanted Jay, but um, I really wanted Juice too. So, uh, but yeah, Kenta was was my dark horse that I was really after. It's really it's nice to hear that ultimately, like we have a bunch, we have these massive teams, but that if we had guys that we were really keen on getting and were able to get a few of them at least, then then they're the compelling stories. They're the, they're they're what drive the interest in the G one is having those guys to watch every night. Or every other night because the 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 schedule is going to be really different this year the way it's it's booked out um so it'll be really interesting to see it'll be a lot of diversity across across the shows you know they're basically every block's on show at night you know each night they're basically splitting them up you know an a block b block c block and d block match every night you know that's kind of how they're doing it so it'll be really interesting to see how 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 the fatigue goes this year with that format as opposed to the traditional format a lot of matches it's actually less. It's less matches. Yep, it's actually less matches. But it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a misnomer when you look at it. You go, oh man, it's the biggest G one ever. It's like, well, it's it's kind of made it a bit easier for the guys because they're not wrestling as many matches. They don't have to wrestle nine matches. They don't have to wrestle six. It's and, a lot for us to watch. Yeah, but it's still it's less. Like, yes, yeah, more than we normally would watch because you normally have the same the less number of guys. But yeah, but aren't, like, aren't we keen after being this this away from New Japan for so long? We actually have a G one that we're covering. This is what course, we do best. Super keen. This is our yeah. thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's I mean that's probably that probably sums up why we're in the position we're in. Like the why my team looks the way it does is because like I've watched the last couple of years. I'm looking forward to the guys that are coming, <laughs> like bring in the reinforcements. Yeah, it sounds like, different. Yeah. Whereas I got to see Chase in the G one last year. Just when you thought it was G1, it's time for fun. Thank you so much for listening to this draft, the inaugural stiff climax. Inaugural. The inaugural. We've had ones before, <laughs> the fourth or the fifth. But if you're listening to the first time, it's your first time. Your yeah. inaugural yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I've never won one. Is it going to happen? We don't know. <laughs> the team looks pretty solid, Red. Hey, yeah. hey, all I'm saying is that I'm just I'm just hoping everyone who listens and comes along with the journey with us, uh, like Josh said before, let us know which team you like the most, who you're siding with. Just let us know. We want to be interactive with you guys. Yeah, I definitely am not going to win the internet because I have both Chase Owens and Will Spray on my team. So I have no hope of the internet liking my team ah, there's no whatsoever. One, there's no one on the internet, mate. <laughs> <laughs>